Yeah. I done been through it all, every brick in the wall Got a bitch in my car when I'm trying for it. You ain't shit to the guy, need to get you a job You live in the mall, bills pile up I'ma chill in the spot with a spliff I've been lifting a lot, but I still ain't high enough All the mills that I got, couple whips in a the lot There's a list to the top, you can sign me up Yeah Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 78. We have returned. We have returned. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. We have returned. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. We're here. A sports-oriented episode today. Yeah, light music week, so we're going to keep it to sports. Um, You want to start with the NFL, you said? Yeah, we could get into a little bit of football. Okay, get through it. Uh, for the most part, it's been pretty similar, like stories from a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Patriots are still rocking. Uh, 49ers are only getting better somehow. Yeah, they're starting to be scary. Hell. Yeah, they look really good. Yeah. Speaking of the Patriots, let's talk about uh, the team the Patriots just played. Is, We've talked about them every single week. They're they're a complete mess. Yeah, they are. I mean, they they come off a bye week. The Patriots come off a short week. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots looked like they were practicing for two weeks. Well, the Browns looked like they didn't have any time to practice. Yeah. I mean, they're... The the Baker Mayfield criticism, that's what we've kind of focused on. Yeah. But they're really poorly coached. Oh yeah. I mean, my god, they the penalties are out of control. There's no leadership, there's no stability with any of the players. They don't even look like they're taking it serious anymore to me. Exactly. Yeah. N- nothing on that roster has been consistent. Like if right. you think about it, their defense at times is good. At times, it's awful. Sometimes Nick Chubb will give you almost 200 yards running the ball. Sometimes he gets you 20 yards running the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, ba- And Baker, he's been the most consistent, which is right. sad. Right. And Baker's been the only consistent one, but he's been consistently trash. <laughs> right. Exactly. But man, Freddie Kitchens was an awful hire. Uh, to me, if the Browns, if the Browns are serious about being contenders because they have the roster for it, I mean, Kitchens has to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it looks bad because you hired a guy and he's gone the same year, but I'd rather you admit that you made a mistake than trying to force your way through it. Yeah. Or they'd be stubborn about it. I mean... That's not going to work. Right. But, yeah, they've been such... They they just get worse every week. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it it, it really doesn't because the their story all offseason was they're talent, they're talented, you know, they're coming this year, watch out, danger. <laughs> you know what's crazy is... The 49ers are a, like an NFC version of what they are, 
but they didn't have any of those expectations. Right. Because if you look at the 49ers, they're kind of the same young team, up and coming, a lot of talent. You don't really know what they're going to look like because they're so young. A lot of questions, but a lot to be excited for. Yeah. And nobody really noticed them. Nobody really believed in them. And now they're, I mean, they're probably the best team in the league. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy's out there getting it done, low key. Right. And the crazy thing is, he doesn't really have big games, but he has efficient games. Like, his percentage is really good every game. He's done a good job of executing their game plan because they're they're a run first team. Yeah, they are right now. Yep. So he's he's done good. Yep. I'd like to see, I'd like to see them against some like serious competition. I guess. Yeah. They they their schedule's been a, a little bit weaker. Yeah. They got um, Rams, nah, Seahawks. They got Seahawks in two weeks. Week ten. That'll be the one, probably. That'll be a real test if they could, if they could shut down Russell Wilson. Yeah. People are gonna start looking at that defense like they're they're serious. They have Arizona twice. Wow, yeah, two gimmies. Right. <laughs> and then they have um they come back to Green Bay. Some of these some of these NFL teams are really starting to expose how weak their divisions are. Yeah. Like what? The Kansas City is like struggled at, like, as of this point. Yeah. And they're in complete com- control of the division. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Kansas City has three losses, and they still are like in the driver's seat to win their division. Yeah, there's still two games ahead of everybody. Yeah, and then wh- and then once you look at who's in the division, like, oh, well, that makes sense. Right. And last year they had competition with the Chargers, but now, you know, nothing. Exactly, nothing. <laughs> uh, the Colts, people are still picking the Colts for the Super Bowl. They they look good. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of talent. It's It sucks. Like, I'm still not sold on Brissett, but he's been really good so far. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how how that will transition once the games get more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man, they look really good. I, they don't, I don't get to watch a lot of their games. Nah, me neither. Like, of all the good teams, I probably – they're the only team I haven't watched a full game of. Yeah. Brissett has to be one of the – he has to have some of the lowest, um, lowest number of interceptions this year. Yeah, he's doing a really good job, and they're protecting him. Yeah, he just only like, has three. Yeah, just like they planned with Luck, like you invest and in, you protect your quarterback, he he could be great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Eagles had a big win this weekend. Very big win. Yeah, against the Bills too, who are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and to score as many points as they did, uh, running the ball too. Yeah. Like, I want to – the Eagles are in danger of kind of falling back, you know, for the playoff spot. But mm-hmm. every time – that's this is the second time that they were on their way to do that, and they've responded with a huge game. Yeah. Because they be, – beating the Packers, I mean, look at how – the Packers look incredible right now. Yeah. And they they were, what, the last team to beat them? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, with, especially with all the controversy, they got random guys calling out Carson Wentz and calling out other teammates. I mean, yeah. to come out and play as well as they did, that's tough. That's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, real quick about the um, the Broncos game. What did you think about the Flacco controversy? <laughs> I wasn't aware there was a controversy. <laughs> <clears throat> Him being outspoken about. Uh, I saw. Them afraiding to lose. Yeah. Afraid to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Dude, I, I've I have been very vocal about how I feel about Joe Flacco. And then all of a sudden he has a neck injury. Right after he says it, he's fine in the interview, then all of a sudden they announce he has a neck injury, he's gonna be out. That was strange. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you know, I, I hate the fact that the Broncos have been so trash at quarterback. How long has it been now? Since I mean, Peyton? Are you, are you kidding me? And Peyton was kind of like a lucky, you know, guess. Yeah. Or a lucky gamble. Yeah. How is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever picking so many garbage quarterbacks? <laughs> and how long has he been there? How long has LA been there? I mean, shit, since like the mid, late 2000s? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's been there a long time, and what really kills me is that it's not that just he's whiffed on draft picks. Mm-hmm. Like, draft picks, I can forgive you, you know, you never really know how they're going to turn out. But he's he doesn't only fuck up draft picks, he can't sign free agents. Right. He picks these atrocious, overrated free agents, and they just expect it to make it work. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's tough to watch, man. I don't know what Flacco's complaining about. I'd be a conservative coach, too, if I was playing Joe Flacco at quarterback. Yeah. You can't get out of the pocket. You can't avoid anybody in the pocket. You're kind of fake good because when I need you to be great, you never really are. Uh, last time you were great when anybody needed you to be was in the Super Bowl, and that was like s- six years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, at a certain point, you got to update your resume. Right. And he hasn't done that, so for him to complain about the play calling is is insanity. Yeah. Joe, you're not that good. Right. You're not even. I'm. I would. It's hard for me to imagine he is the leader of the Broncos. Right. He wasn't he was never the leader in Baltimore. <laughs> Is, did he bring Jay Cutler there? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Jay Cutler was terrible, man. Dude. He's probably the worst quarterback to ever like stay in the league that long. Yeah, because he like every time he played, you you could see like, oh, he could be so good, and he never was. Right. Except for that, like one year. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of these. I think it was only I'm like tired half of a these year guys, too. I'm tired of these guys riding on a year. Yeah. Like Joe Flacco, dude. Again, the Super Bowl was half a decade ago. And he had the best defense, you know, 
arguably ever right. at the time. I mean, yeah. Joe, I mean, imagine. I don't even want to compare it to basketball, but like it's like one of your non-star players coming out and criticizing the team. Like, dude, nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> Who are you to call out the team to the media? Like, Joe, <laughs> you are a mediocre game manager. You have yeah. no right to call anybody out. The defense has kept carried you the entire season, and your record is trash. <laughs> it's like Lopez. Calling out the Bucks when they lost yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to rant about it. It's just pure stupidity. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, who else had a – I think the Texans over the Raiders was a was a big win too. Cool. Probably the best game of the weekend too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, dude, Watson is – Every time we forget Watson and like best quarterbacks discussion, yeah, he just goes out there and he's like, "Yo, stop, stop disrespecting me." Yeah, I mean the incredible plays he makes every game is just wild. Yeah, every every time, every time. and he he like it's almost like he mimics all the great quarterbacks. He has a little bit of everything. Yeah, like he'll give you that Mahomes like out of. Like out of rhythm throw, he'll, yeah. he's mobile like Wilson. He keeps his eyes down the field, uh, it, and for a mobile quarterback, his completion percentage is really good. Yeah, it he's is. not out there just chucking the ball upfield. Yeah, uh, he's actually making good reads. He's playing quarterback really well. Yep, and I I wouldn't be surprised if this team got hot. And, yeah, and won a number of games because they're. They're just now. They only started protecting Watson a couple weeks ago, for real. Right. So now that they're doing that, I mean, I know JJ Watt's a big loss, uh, mm-hmm. but I've seen them be good defensively without JJ Watt. Yeah. They have a they have a pretty tough schedule, but they have Tennessee twice. Their last three games: Tennessee twice and uh, Tampa Bay. You know, so. what's, what's good about them is they show up for big games. Yeah, they do. Like, I've never, I've never caught them just, you know, coming out flat. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yep. Those, those Tennessee and Tampa Bay games will, will help them out quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got any other uh, big observations? Um, Man, Sam Darnold's looking terrible. Yeah, the ghost, the ghost thing is really is really screwing him over, man. <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, the Jets are atrocious. Yeah. Uh, to set, they're setting their quarterback up to fail, and then they're sitting there like like with wide eyes, like, why is he playing so poorly? Mm-hmm. You know, like it it it's hard to watch. And they're like, they got Le'Veon Bell, like it was a big deal, and they barely use him. Like, I mean, they can't. Their offensive line is not good. Yeah, you're right. What's the point of having a running back if you can't protect? You know, you can't create openings for him. He has had any games over seventy yards. He's averaging like maybe two yards a carry, if that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Their offensive line is awful. Their receivers are are average. Yeah. Um. I mean, and their defense. Their defense is good players, but 
I mean, they can only do so much. They're not like they're not the 49ers. Mm-hmm. They're not the Patriots. So. Yeah. But that's it. We'll see. Some of these other teams, I want to wait and see how their next few games look before I really get back into that like deep dive on their progression. Yeah. Like I'm a ch- I've talked about the Cowboys the first like five six weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, so I want to see how they respond for you know a month, half a month. I think this um, the Packers Chargers game might be pretty good. The Patriots Ravens game, I'm definitely tuning into that. Finally, I've been <laughs> waiting for the Patriots to have a challenge for <laughs> the entire season. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Since Big Ben got hurt, uh, and they washed the Steelers with Big Ben, but, <laughs> I mean, they haven't played a real quarterback yet as far as I'm concerned. Right. They have a um, they have a pretty tough, uh, you know, few weeks coming up. Yeah, they play the Chiefs, right? They go Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, and Chiefs mm. in a row. And then... That- That'd be a big test for him. And then they can <laughs> take the week off in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Vacation yeah. in Cincinnati the that's, next week. That's a free win for for all the Vegas uh, betters. <laughs> right. That's an easy bet. And then Buffalo. I don't know how Buffalo will be by then, but um, we'll see. And then again, they, you know, take a vacation in Miami. So, <laughs> Miami might as well just stop playing this year. Yeah, mail it in. They, again, 14-point lead, and they started trying to lose. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's getting crazy at this point that they can't win anything. Fitz, Fitzmagic is trying. Is he? <laughs> I feel like he's trying, and the coaching staff's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, dude, throw it to the other team once in a while. <laughs> throw it in the dirt. Ryan. He's open. <laughs> Ryan, we're trying to get a top pick. Stop playing well. Right. It's I hate it, man. I really do. I hate it in the NBA. I hate it in the NFL. Like I need I, I just want everybody to compete. Yeah. Tanking you mean? Yeah. I hate yeah. this like in like the Redskins at least are playing hard. And they're just they just suck. And the Redskins are awful for sure. Yeah, I got but it. Yeah. The Redskins are coming out there and they're giving themselves chances to win. Uh their their defense plays well at times. I mean, they're just inconsistent with everything, so Yeah. It's hard to be good, but uh, like, come on, man, you could come out there and compete. Yeah. Like the Dolphins know their roster's awful even if they play hard, they're going to, you know, at best go 3 and 13. Mhm. But anyway, well, you know, hopefully the NFL uh addresses it similar to how the NBA has tried to do. Mhm. Cuz it is hard. The fact that they're on prime time too. Yeah, that does make it worse. Like you got a team, the Steelers get a pass cuz you know, they're playing with a backup quarterback. But the Dolphins are, you know, at full full health, full strength coming out there looking like a college football team right yeah 
But let's get into some basketball. I think that's it for NFL. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to start in basketball? Ooh. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about Kyrie, but I don't know if you want to start there. No, no. We, we'll get to Kyrie. <laughs> Let's, uh, so who's, who's still undefeated? Let's talk about the undefeated teams. Okay. Um, the Timberwolves are one. Timberwolves are one, 76ers, and the Spurs, Spurs. and the Nuggets, of course. The Nuggets got a game as, you know, they'll... They're playing right now. Okay. So, so um, Minnesota's the fluke one, of course. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Wiggins, Wiggins is playing this year. It looks like it. <laughs> he decided to show up this year and, you know, actually remember how to play basketball. I mean, I, I don't trust it. And with a lot of this, like I've been talking to my friends about some of the NBA stories mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that's going on, I'm, I want to give it a bigger sample size. Yeah. And Wiggins is definitely one of those. That's fair. Because I've seen, I've seen Wiggins go for 35, 40. Yeah. Like he's shown me that he's, he could be a really good player. Yeah. But he also, uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever you least expect it, he just doesn't care doesn't really want to be out there right doesn't really want to be a good player yeah so when we get 10 20 games in if they're still playing really well uh i might have to issue an apology that's fair i feel you they gotta do something about jeff teague starting a point guard is he still starting oh yeah he is huh starting 22 minutes four points Let's see his game log. Oh, he had 21 uh, last game. Oh, first game. No, last game. 21 and 8. He's another guy who can put up numbers. Yeah. Then he had. You really watch him out there, and it's not good. Yeah. He's had a lot of single-digit nights this year so far. And he's a guy who, if he became a backup, I would, like, be a lot more worried about his production. Mm Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, if I'm the other team, like, I would be a lot more nervous about Jeff T coming off the bench. Yeah. Because I, I don't think there's too many bench guys who could stay with him. Right, yeah. Uh, but as a starter, he's just it's, it's not cutting it. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, okay, so they're the flute. What's next? Who else? Uh, Spurs. I don't have too much to say about the Spurs. I watched them beat us the other day. Uh. I mean, they, they're exactly what I expect. Good basketball. Mm-hmm. They play well. They're very unselfish. Uh, DeRozan has kind of started off slow mm-hmm. uh, this year, and he's had a couple of, like, 20-point games, but he's come out shooting the ball poorly in, a, in their first couple games. Yeah. Uh, but, again, I, I, I'm sure the Spurs are going to win a ton of games. They're too good not to. Yeah. They have good depth. They get production. There's not many of these teams, but they're one of the few teams who who gets their scrubs to contribute. Yeah. They don't just put their scrubs out there to just take up space. Right. And they're, you know, they're, their role players are really good role players. Yeah. Like, most of their role players probably could start on other teams. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just how they 
how they fit on the Spurs happen to be role players. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Murray a lot. Oh yeah, I'm really I'm glad he's back. His his perimeter game is improving. Yeah, it's not there yet, obviously, but the fact that it's improving is a good sign. Yeah. He's he's another guy who I think you know maybe on a team that really was letting him loose, he yeah. probably could get a lot of triple doubles. Yeah, I don't know about average, but he could he could get a triple double like any given night. And and I think as he gets more comfortable, he's I don't want to say he's going to be their second option, but I think they're going to look to him more and more uh, as the season progresses. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because he's a guy who. Because he's so quick, he can create his own bucket, or you know, find he finds the right play, and that's that's really good. And Pavlovich, no matter what position or what option you were, he always went to the guys who would find the right play. I've seen him go to like Kyle Anderson, you know, for major buckets just because right. Kyle Anderson had good vision. You know, where has Kyle Anderson been since leaving San Antonio? <laughs> I haven't seen any highlights. Rotting, rotting in what Memphis? I think he's. He yeah, is. he's in Memphis. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen any highlights. Shout out to the Spurs, man. They get the most out of their guys. Yeah. And Rosen, yeah, he is shooting pretty bad so far, but he usually picks Small up mid year. Size, yeah. He's usually a mid year guy. Rosen takes a little bit to to warm up. Yeah. Uh, but I. I San Antonio does a good job of of giving him like comfortable touches. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have too many of the like the messy possessions of him just trying to just carry the offense. Yeah, which he had in Toronto, which I really like seeing him trying to back down from the thirty feet out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. San Antonio's maximizing, and they're also playing to mostly his strengths. Mm-hmm. So that that's good to see. Getting him in his mid range, right? Yep. Forbes looks good too. So far. Yeah. Um, and who's oh the Nuggets? We talked about the Nuggets for a long time. Yeah, I mean they're ex- they're great. They're deep. They're, I mean Porter hasn't played yet. Yeah. Uh, but once he gets in there, we'll we'll really, we'll we'll see what they look like. What do you think about the Seventy Sixers? Have you seen them play yet? No, Sixers are the one, the one of the few teams I haven't got a chance to see yet. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. It, I mean, they look good now, but they haven't had any, like, Boston was their only competition. It was the first game. So, uh, you know, Detroit, mm, Atlanta, mm. I'd like to see them against, they got Portland coming up. I, I'd like to see that game, team where there's some like legit scorers on the other team. Yeah. Um but Horford and MB, they're they they look good. They look good. The defense looks good from the little bit I've seen. Mm-hmm. That's what if if there's anything I expect from this team with the dumb size that they got is to play defense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh <clears throat> where else where do you want to go next? Did you see the um OKC in Houston? Highlights? Yes, great game. <laughs> what do you think? Um, uh, I think I think OKC is better than people think. Honestly, for sure. Uh, I really like how the how competitive they've been, and they're they're so balanced. 
Yeah. Like, I think they're a team that everyone on the starting five could get 15 probably a night. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it, they could have a big game just of straight balance. And then Schroeder coming off the bench, I mean. Schroeder has been a, a machine off the bench. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's just. I never want to see him start again, but I want to, I his minutes should only be going up and up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's so aggressive. He's he's such a good playmaker too, like that you wouldn't expect. He's been shooting well. Exactly. If he's going to continue to shoot the ball well, uh, he's he's hard to stop. Yeah. And him and Gilgis Alexander are just defensively are crazy too. That wingspan, man. Right. Both of them got crazy long arms, especially good right. just Alexander. Right. Oh, especially Schroeder. His arms are crazy too, yeah. Yep. Well, that, that, I like Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was saying, um, as a team, their wingspan is is crazy. They have to be up there in the yeah. longest combined wingspans. Um with Adams and Gallinari's wingspan is pretty long. Um and I think Billy Donovan has done a good job. All those guys look confident. Mm-hmm. Like, all those guys are aggressive. Even, like, Ferguson and Diallo come out there, and they, you know, look to try to score. In a way, this is his first his first team, yeah. if you think about it. You know, he was coming into Westbrook's team. Well, he came into Durant's team. Then he had to, you know, try to uh, coach Westbrook's team for him. But now, I mean, these are all new guys have never played in – OKC, except for um, Adams. He was the only one there before he got there, right, on the whole team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is his time to shine for sure. This is where he can build a culture. And with CP, you know, you know you're going to have a decent culture if you got CP. Yeah, and, and CP3 looks – he looks comfortable. You know, there's no pressure on him to, like, you know, win or anything. Yeah. So he gets to just play and lead these guys. Yeah. And he's doing a good job, man. He's not, he's not like ball hogging from from the things I've seen. He's doing a good job of getting people involved, letting some of those other guards create. Yeah, and he he hasn't he doesn't have a lot of um, conflicting personalities this time either. Right. Um, going back to the Clippers, he had, I mean, you had Blake, you had JJ, who is an underrated big personality, by the way. Um, DeAndre has his own attitude, uh, and then you know, di- then oh, Austin Rivers, you know how that goes. Now it's just a lot of quiet guys on this OKC team. And he's a good mentor for some of these guys too. For sure, yeah, I think that re- guys are receptive to leadership, and also what also helps them is that some of these guys are coming from Doc's team that he's been on before. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think the culture, he can adjust to their culture and they can adjust to his culture because he played with Doc for, what, yeah. eight years? So It's a good mix, man. I, I like how competitive they are. <laughs> you see, like, Roberson, I shouldn't be laughing, but you see Roberson had, like, another setback. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't I don't know if Roberson is ever gonna play again for real. Yeah, I mean this is third, fourth one. <laughs> he might be out of there. This is third season, right? He missed two seasons in a row already? I think so. He 
<laughs> was Durant playing when Roberson got hurt? No, no, no. He played. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I want to say he got hurt. Oladipo uh, was there. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Th- oh no! Well, did he At play first with- Westbrook MVP? Okay. I want to say he got hurt that year. So yeah, Oladipo. He missed Carmelo. He missed all of PG's <laughs> career there. Yeah, we were. Ex- they were supposed to be a lockdown team. Yeah, and he never got to start never with PG. Happened. Yeah, because I remember they were trying to figure out if they were going to move PG to the two or the three because Roberson. Right and Carmelo, <laughs> yeah, didn't matter, huh? By the way, uh, Noel looks like an underrated backup center with CP for some reason. Yeah, him and he he had good chemistry with Schroeder all last year. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, and he's keeping that going. I like how he doesn't mind like getting hurt to block a shot. <laughs> like he, yeah, you want that out of a backup center. You do. Like he he will dive on you <laughs> just to block your shot. As long as he gets it, he doesn't mind uh, sacrificing his whole body for a block shot. Which you do want out of a backup. I like that. JaVale used to be like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but okay. you mentioned the Houston uh, OKC game. Yeah. Uh, big win for, for Houston. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I think I'm, I was wrong. About what? Houston. I thought Harden would have to... Um, lead and mm-hmm. be the like the clear cut number one guy mm-hmm. like it has to be his team mm-hmm. uh i i might have been wrong on that you think it has to be westbrook's team i do and saying it like that makes it sound like a, a negative negative mm-hmm. <laughs> but for them <clears throat> i like the the intensity westbrook brings yeah and and they're, the flaws that I've seen from them so far are exactly what I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. So the, I really I'm not really going to deep dive into the, their selfishness from three games. Mm-hmm. But intensity wise, uh, Westbrook seems like uh, a more natural leader for them. Okay. Because Harden Harden's all about himself. Of course. Harden's only in the team if he's playing well, if he's, you know, carrying them. Yeah. But Westbrook has a level of intensity even when he's playing like utter garbage. Yeah. That I think I think feeds a number of those guys. Mm-hmm. And guys like P.J. Tucker play better from that. I think Eric Gordon's a guy who plays better. Capella's a guy who plays better. Uh, they also need that from for their uh, like their very thin bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go into like their seventh, eighth, ninth man, mm-hmm. they they're not very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think Westbrook has to take more res- like leadership responsibility. Not so much like he doesn't have to lead them in scoring or make every play. But he has to be their emotional leader. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I've, I, I don't believe in them as contenders, no matter what how good their record looks like. Yeah. Uh, 
But I'm curious to see how that will develop as the season progresses. There, the how the leadership, yeah, goes, yeah, uh-huh. because because you know Westbrook, if he starts leading them and he's playing great, something tells me Harden will have trouble adjusting to that. Yeah, and I hope I'm wrong because if that's the case, Harden is incredibly selfish. Yeah, and the other thing is, I think Westbrook has to um, define what him playing great would be. You know. Westbrook himself. Westbrook has to say, okay, well, I had 10 and 15. I played great. Like, that's it. That's cool. That's As long as they won at the end of the day, yeah. which they probably will win most games, Westbrook, even if he does only have 10 and 15, they probably will win. Uh, well, as long as he doesn't have nine turnovers while he's doing it. But uh, I think if he figures that out and Harden figures out, you know, if Harden – can be okay with just getting 50 or 30 or 40 and no assists or just five rebounds. Okay. That's cool. But you know, they have to figure out together what playing well for both of them would mean a night. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've seen like, they haven't looked that good. They've looked pretty bad, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've seen Westbrook is trying to, like fit into what they have going on. Yeah, he is. And he's Harden Harden has not changed his game at all. No, he hasn't. And that bothers me. <laughs> well, maybe that was, maybe they had the conversation. Maybe. But for because of how poorly they've been playing, yeah. It makes me think that that was not the plan. Westbrook I think Westbrook's um Westbrook can be at the top of his game being Robin to somebody, I agree with that. I think I think he would be better, Robin, than he would be, and than he was in his MVP year. I mean, the stats won't be better, but I think as a player, you may see better games out of him. I mean, because he's getting like tap dunks and stuff now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the energy like he brings. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets have needed that. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, Westbrook averaged ten rebounds two years in a row, and I haven't seen him have like a legit tap dunk not two tap dunks already in three games in the last you know since Durant was there I mean he's he's his intensity is different definitely and then the other guys who uh there's intense guys Capella's pretty intense not as a personality but his plays he makes blocks and dunks or both you know uh those big time moments where the crowd goes wild, the team screams and all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. PJ Tucker is intense. He gets a steal and Westbrook is out. Yeah, man. And I, I think I said last year I think they'll probably win a lot of games. They may have the best record in the West, but we both talked about the playoffs being the bigger issue. And to me. And, and some of these other teams we'll get into or have this same problem, but the Rockets look like uh, the same team from last year. Mm-hmm. And that, like, to me, that's a problem because teams are, can prepare for you better. And that's Harden. That's on Harden to me. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they have different players, and I don't even notice that they have different players. The only yeah, player I notice is different is Westbrook. Is, and House is playing really well for them. 
Yeah, he is. And yet, they, it really hasn't like hasn't had as much of an impact as it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but man. I'm, ex- I, I'm excited for the most part. How do you think Harden needs to change his game to well, be best for the all, team? It, it it starts with something simple like staying engaged in the game even when you're not playing well. Mm-hmm. For a guy, the audacity to get to the line 20-plus times in a game and every time they cut to commercial or they're preparing to cut – or they're coming back from a commercial, I see you complaining to the ref. <laughs> yeah. That that in itself is a problem. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And and he he feeds into that like narrative of officials being bad, which to an extent they are. Mhm. But he he is not allowed to complain. Right. And he gets these other bums like Austin Rivers had the audacity to like walk up to an official and and call them out for something and you know like really get heated with them yeah and i'm like dude that should not be allowed to happen right your best player should should be like yo what are you doing you're our seventh guy and you you think you have the right to complain to the ref yeah right like absolutely not and it, it, to me like it's not even so much about his game he just looks he looks checked out when he's not playing well. Mm-hmm. He looks checked out. He looks like he doesn't care. He always looks like he's he's got that permanent look of like it's somebody else's fault. It's not my fault that I'm playing poorly. Yeah. Like I'm not getting the ball enough or whatever. <laughs> Which is impossible. Exactly. It's just like a body. It's just an attitude thing. Yeah. That's something. that, it, And he hasn't shown the ability to make that change ever. That's why I'm not going to be, I'm not going to believe in them. Mm-hmm. I got you. And, and they're already fighting Westbrook and Harden. Oh yeah. <laughs> they could say that they're good all they want. Yeah. But I know damn well, it's hard to play with either of them. And Harden and CP said they were good all year. And look what happened. Right. Harden got CP out of there. Right. Uh, and if they, if they walk into the playoffs and Harden is the reason they lose, I mean, Houston really has to look at what's going on at that point. They probably could trade Harden and get probably everyone in the league except for Greek Freak. <laughs> they can make a, a a better version of the Thunder with Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, we'll see. We need to see more from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine, though, watching what I'm seeing, I think they're going to get hot and win. They're going to go on a big win streak. Yeah. They're just too dynamic, too explosive. Yeah. I think I think they might mess around and win like 30 straight games. But the thing is, it always comes down to crunch time. Yeah. And we'll see. Um, Warriors got their first win. I told you they would, playing probably the worst defense in the league. The Pelicans. Um. What did you think? Chemistry is there? Well, we saw it for the first time. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm not convinced. Again, they played the Pelicans. Who hasn't eaten against the Pelicans so far this year? <laughs> yeah. 
Pelicans every game has been 125 plus. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever Alvin Gentry's doing over there, it's not coaching defense. Yeah. Because all they do is run back and forth, and, and they try to, like, they get in these shootouts, which they're not built to win. But, I mean, the Warriors look terrible, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they do. They look terrible. They look they look so limited, so average. Yeah, uh, that the ball movement that like I used to love from them. Yeah. I was like, these guys have like the four of the top fifteen players, and they move the ball this well. Like that is so impressive, and that that's gone. Yeah, and part of that is when when you're you know four your first four or five guys aren't the scoring threats that they used to be. The ball movement's not as easy to come by. Right. Uh, but they they just look terrible. Curry doesn't look. Curry does not look like the best point guard in basketball. He doesn't look like he was like ready for the season or something. Exactly. The thing is, and it's not like. It's not like he's playing. He's not playing really bad. He's. I mean, yeah, he's not like. You know, he's not playing like a role player. Yeah, he's just not like. Hitting the shots he normally hit. he's just not playing as good as he normally does, and yeah. and that's to me that says that shows someone who's just not ready, because like he didn't get worse, <laughs> you know, right? Um, and it's not like he's just missing every open shot. It's just something is off. It seems like for sure. He he is setting the the turnovers that we used to kind of you know, slightly complain about because they used to be able to overcome that. Yeah. Not anymore. They can't overcome it now. (laughs) This whole thing of him being like loose with the ball and cute with all the little, the dimes he tries to throw. Yeah. That's just not going to work. Right. And Beverly exposed him quickly. It's easy. Because the the Clippers were just like rushing him with two guys and he was just throwing the ball away. Yep. I'm like, Steph, Steph, you are... A Hall of Famer. No matter what Michael Jordan says, it's obvious you're a Hall of Famer. You're not. You're not ready to handle double teams, right? Like, dude, that should be part of your like training. Should be how can I position myself better when extra defenders come at me, right? And again, like you said, it, it's almost like he's not prepared. Mm-hmm. He's out there playing like you know he's got all these other options when he when he doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, one thing about the Pelicans game, um, the Pelicans is just a team full of role players, basically. Right. Every single player. Yep. And Golden State's role players looked, I mean, they played pretty well against them. But they'll need time. They're going to need like a year, I think, before the role players that they have are like good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They helped in this game. But Damian Lee is not going to come out and hit three threes every night. There's no way. Yeah, like, the problem is when they used to be really good, their role players knew what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they put, like, Jordan Poole seems like he's good, but he comes, you don't really know what he's getting put out there to do. Right. You know, so it makes his game more difficult. They also don't have, like, a veteran wing guy. Right. 
that's really that's really missing. Not even like I I told you a couple days ago that I, it looks like Clay Thompson. Yeah, he, his absence is you know pretty apparent. Yeah, but they don't have like a, they in the past they've always had you know Iguodala or Matt Barnes or or even even a Jarebko. Yeah, like not not a good small forward or wing guy, but a like a smart player who can kind of keep your offense moving. Yeah, I'm, I I agree. I they definitely don't agree. have one of. They need one of those guys. Yeah, I think I think a lot of teams really missed out not snagging uh, Avery Bradley. I agree. Because, I mean, Avery Bradley, to me, at all the free agents that weren't, like, all-stars, Avery Bradley would probably be number one on my list. Like, everyone who hasn't already been all-star, that's, like, not the Durant's, the Kyrie's, of course. But Avery yeah. would be that second tier, like, my first on the list of the second tier because he does everything for you. Yep, and one of those guys is who they're missing. I mean, if Iguodala gets bought out, bring him back, bring him home. I think he'll make them a lot better. <laughs> I think so too. Immediately, like his stats will probably be you know the same like trash <laughs> stats he's been putting up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like his like weird eight five four and like two or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But like. That those stats, while they seem like nothing, he keeps you, again. He he makes it easier for other guys. Yeah, he does. He makes plays for other guys. He makes he knows your offense. Yeah, and there's just too many. They they don't create any penetration because Steph is kind of unathletic going to the basket. Deloading is kind of soft. Mm-hmm. I mean, Draymond's kind of trash. <laughs> Like, Draymond's defense doesn't even look that good anymore. Not at all. Yeah. Their defense like a, overall is just really bad. He looks Warriors. like an average, like, he kind of looks like James Johnson to me. Yeah. He looks... Like, Dr- Dr- I, not even as good as Dr- James Johnson at times. I'd pick either Morris twin over Draymond right now. Easy. I, no no problem with that at all. <laughs> Easy. He's, he's quickly getting exposed for the average player that he is. Right. He is. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they do get one of those. Um, one of those veteran wings. Cauley I think they're Stein out there. should be coming back soon. Yeah, that's, that's going to be big. We, uh, Burks will be back. That's going to be big. I mean, because the guys, Burks even the wings they have. could potentially be that wing guy. Huh? Burks could potentially be that wing guy I was talking about. Yeah, he could. And and it's like their game has switched from like athleticism, I mean switched to athleticism now, which is kind of weird. Cause you know they used to. I can't picture them leading the league in threes ever again now. Oh no! And it's just and the thing is that not the personnel it's just how they play. Cause they led the league in threes before Durant got there. Right. It's just they don't play. They don't play the three point game anymore. Like you said, the ball movement. I have seen more alley-oop attempts in, like, the last three games of the Warriors than I think I've seen in the last three years on the Warriors. Yeah. Other than, like, just to uh, the dude they traded, Damian Jones or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was the only one catching lobs. Now, like, everyone goes up for alley-oops. Draymond's going. Yeah. Pascal. Yeah. Uh, 
Glenn Robinson caught a couple. I think D'Angelo tried to catch one the other day. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. They used to be unstoppable, like feeding the post and, and getting everybody moving out of that. Yeah. And now, like, and that used to be, that would be like you would feed Bogut and then you'd have Clay and Steph coming off, like, screens for each other. You got Durant hiding somewhere in there. And Draymond's another playmaker. Yeah. Now you're feeding Omari Spellman. You're feeding Marquise Chris. And even Draymond. The options aren't there. And it just exposes how limited these guys are. Mm-hmm. And I think Kerr, Kerr hasn't done a very good job of, of making it easier for any of those guys. Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him this year. He definitely does. Um, not having Luke, I think, is going to be is going to show itself for him. I mean, we might not notice it, but I think he's going to show that. I think for him, he's going to miss Luke having Luke there. Not that yeah. I think Luke is like this uh, magnificent basketball mind, but he was someone that bounced off ideas with Kerr, and he he's creative. He had creative ideas. And I think um, they're going to need a lot of creativity this year, that's for sure, to beat some of these teams with the team they got. So we'll see. They have a lot of young talent, though. Um, Pascal is like another Draymond, basically, at this point. <laughs> I'm not too excited. They're one of the teams I'm not really too excited about. Uh, it's depressing, honestly, for me. Because they... The problem is, like, Steph is not going anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, like, Clay is, I problem. he's not going to go anywhere. If he was going to go anywhere, he would have went this year. Right. Yeah. So, for me, you kind of, you're, those young guys that you need to develop won't get, like, the touches and the, the amount of, like, attention that they need. Oh, I get it, yeah. They're not going to so be... Shea Gill just Alexandered into the game, just thrust right. it in. Right. Yeah. Right. But so, some guys develop better that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know because they do, again, they look very limited. So some of those guys do need, you know, assigned roles. Yeah. Uh, but I I imagine that's going to hold them back over the next couple years. You know, one more thing um, about Steph. Like I can't. Steph doesn't beat guys one on one as easy as he used to. No, I'm telling you, he is not athletic. Going like taking the ball off the dribble. I would have picked Steph to be any any player one on one, probably the last four years, but this year, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Unless he gets ball first, I mean, he has to get ball first, but. He just doesn't score enough when he gets past that initial defender. Yeah. He, like, they... I don't know. It's just... It's not as... He's just not playing as well as he could be. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. He's another guy who... He can get hot quick. Right. Over games. He could go from playing how he's been playing to... He's got one, nine threes one game, 11 threes the next game... And eight threes the game after that, like right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. 
Oh, we had our first uh, Utah look. What you think? Yes. Um, I'm. They're three and one, and they've they're by far the worst three and one team I've seen. <laughs> I thought you were about to start with positive. Okay, why you say I that? Actually, I thought they looked awful against the Lakers. Yeah, I did too. Uh, offensively, it was the same stuff that I was concerned with last year about them, which is Donovan Jackin. Yeah, and and it, they kind of. They're kind of set up for him to jack. Yeah. And it's just not its not very efficient. And to his credit, he was great in the first game. Yeah. Um, but Con- Conley's been shooting the ball so poorly. Yeah, Conley's been playing like garbage, really. Yeah, and he looks he looks kind of rushed. He looks a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, from the stuff I've seen... Uh, granted, like I think he's he'll settle in mm-hmm. because he he has been in Memphis what his whole career. Yeah, uh, I imagine the transition can be tough, especially the first couple games. Uh, so I'm not too worried about him. Plus, they've also uh, Bogdanovich coming back has been huge for them. Yeah, he played he's really been, good in the he's Sacramento been their lead, game. Leading scorer the last like two games, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and and. I didn't realize watching them against the Lakers that that's what was missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I look back on it, when Royce O'Neal is your first guy off the bench, you got problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think... They started Royce O'Neal against Phoenix. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like what I'm seeing. Jeff Green is... Uh, I'm uh, very skeptical. I'm seeing a lot of the uh, the trash Jeff Green. Yeah. Uh, which I hate the the I got paid I could chill for a little while Jeff Green yeah which I just cannot stand <laughs> he comes uh, out he comes out a lot yeah he's a he's a guy that you almost have to like make him shoot like with touches yeah. you have to give it to him every time he's open or else like he's only gonna take five shots that night yeah he's not gonna like be aggressive one on one much. Even though he should be, yeah. But I think they're a work in progress. Uh, I think they'll they'll get better as the season progresses, mm-hmm. and they're they're gonna be a top five defensive team. Yeah. So with that, with keeping that in mind, I have more faith in them. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, they haven't looked good early on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, their depth isn't performing like I thought it yeah. would on paper how it should yeah. uh, Moutier doesn't get a lot of chances uh, he's been okay for them he has but he you know I don't think Moutier is that great but he needs more than three shots you know three shots yeah. what can you do with three shots no nothing yeah so I mean he's better than three shots a game but um you know, I I think I think they got to figure that out overall over the course of the, especially this winter, over this early winter December month, they got to figure it out. Like get everybody taking the right amount of shots, the right amount of minutes. The minutes even seem kind of off. Uh, looking at the box scores, the minutes are kind of weird. Um. 
And I hope Bogdanovich doesn't just replace Ingles either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Snyder's kind of playing around with his rotations. He hasn't, like, figured it out yet. Yeah. I think once he settles into what their rotations are, uh, I think they'll be a, a lot more consistent. We know what we're getting from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they'll get better. Yeah. Well, um, any anybody else you want to talk about? I think Personally. the Bucks have looked awful. I do too, man. The only they, person on the Bucks of, who looks really good is Kyle Korver. Right. <laughs> He's been eating low key for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're the prime. I mentioned it earlier with the Rockets. Yeah. The Bucks are a prime example of. You just lost in the playoffs being the team that you are. So, obviously, things have to change. And they have come back the exact same team. Yep. They look like the season, the, the previous season ended just the other day. And they're getting ready to start a new season with the same game plan they've had. Yeah. And, t- and teams are starting to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um... However, they have been really balanced, but it's like not the right people. Like not at all. Connaughton should never have seventeen. He should never have more than Greek Freak. When, like, when should that ever happen in any universe? Um, and your whole backcourt. Connaughton is the leading scorer over Matthews and Bledsoe. Come on, yeah, that, I really don't know where to start with, with how bad they've looked. And their record isn't, like, awful. No, it's not. It means... What are they, What are they? 2-1, and one, I think? 2-2? Yeah. Two two? yeah, and they lost to Miami, who we've acknowledged. Oh, we haven't talked about them yet. We do need to talk yeah, about them. We'll, but. we'll get into Miami a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Bucks, they have... Um, and I don't know if this is Budenholzer's fault or, or what, but... They have too many guys who are too comfortable uh, or too many guys who think they're better than they are. <laughs> uh-huh. I think uh, I think Brooke Lopez, you, you got to start reeling him in. Yeah. He can't be out there chucking threes from several steps beyond the line <laughs> all game long. Yeah. I mean, he, you're open. Why are you off the line? I know. He, he's been taking like 35-footers. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And he'll, like, get inside for an and one, and then he'll never get inside again. I'm like, dude, getting an and one, you don't want to continue to take the ball inside? Yeah. Uh, but Brooke Lopez, again, you got to reel him in. Um, Middleton, <clears throat> I don't know what Middleton thinks he is, but it's not a guy who could just ISO and create his own shot whenever he wants. Yeah. I mean, he's out there. He's trying to, like, make these ISO plays that he cannot make. <sighs> yeah. Middleton is definitely someone who is not as good as his paycheck is. Right. And the thing is, his shot selection is terrible. Awful. I mean, he takes more threes than he does uh, two-point field goals, like, every night. And he takes awful mid-range shots. Yeah, he does. Watching him take mid-range shots, like, 
guys like him uh, are the reason why like nerds look at basketball like, oh, we shouldn't shoot mid ranges anymore. <laughs> Middleton thinks he's Durant. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like he just tries to just shoot over people who are right in his face. Like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, man. Yeah, I think I mean, Middleton I- is honestly is one of the biggest. They're one of their biggest issues. Aside from the obvious ones, but I think Middleton is, you know, his game kind of sets the tone for Greek Freak's game. It opens up Greek Freak's game. It does, for sure. And when he's taking wild shots or bad shots, Greek Freak has a harder time. The only reason Greek, well, not only reason, but one of the reasons Greek Freak was MVP last year was because Middleton was an all-star. Yeah, man, they they look like a mess. There, uh, you mentioned their backcourt. I mean, dude, Bledsoe, <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. My God, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna disrespect Drew at this point. <laughs> yeah, dude, Bledsoe, Bledsoe looks lost out there. I have no idea what happened, man. From from when they had Bledsoe for the first <laughs> thirty games of Bledsoe on the Bucks. They looked great. I know. And it's just been a decline, a steady decline. Dude, he looks – I watched them against Miami, and and I watched them against the Rockets as well. Yeah. Dude, he he doesn't know what he's doing out there. I mean, if Ben Simmons can last without taking threes, why does Bledsoe keep shooting threes? Oh, my God. And he's again, a terrible I've, I've, shooter. I've talked this about with LeBron – like when you're not a good shooter, how dare you take terrible shots? <laughs> like yeah. Bledsoe, you are not a good shooter. The fact that you come down and transition and rise up for three pointers, <laughs> I would wave you if I'm coaching you. He was 0 for four against Cleveland, and he and he makes them like just enough for you to sit there and like, eh, maybe he can make shot. No, he cannot. Yeah. I mean, at what po- when you're inconsistent for a decade, you're not a good shooter. Yeah. You're never going to be a good shooter. <laughs> and yeah. you just make it worse by having awful shot selection. All right. And you know what pisses me off and why I brought up their backcourt? I swear Wesley Matthews feeds off that shit. Yeah, he does. Because Wesley Matthews is out there taking Kyle Korver three-pointers. I'm like, Wesley, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Like when your backcourt is combining to just take awful shots for the majority of the game, you're setting yourself up for failure. They act like they're they're trying to play like the Rockets, but Exactly. <laughs> because everyone takes threes. Exactly, and it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. And you know what? Greek Freak looks for, for, I don't know what he was doing all summer, but he looks like the exact same player as last year. He's hit a couple threes this year, though. I mean, he was hitting a couple threes last year. <laughs> no, he's hit, I think he's hit more threes this year than he did the whole first half of the season last year, though. But I get what you're saying. He does. I'm Watching him, he still takes bad pull-ups when defenses are just completely sagging off of him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he feeds into and, and he's he's 
he's so out of control so often. Yeah, he is. That's what bothers me is a lot of his game is like crashing, forcing it inside over, you know, trying to take advantage of the size, which is good. At, but when at it's this just point, an utter mess. Budenholzer was truly a visionary by putting him at the power forward because really that's all he should be playing. Yeah. He really shouldn't be outside. He can catch Not it on the break and go coast to coast. That's cool. That's his game. But in half court, I don't want him outside the, the key ever. Yeah. And you know what? If I honestly, Miami showed me a little bit of a blueprint to stop him. Would if you, you have an athletic center who can kind of move his feet. <laughs> Shout you, out you to Bam out of bio. I mean, yeah, you take a Greek freak out of his game because now when he barrels into you, your big man can handle it. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, there's not many of those bigs. Right. I mean, I'm, I can't even, maybe like a, I mean, I can't even Anthony Davis? name a guy. Yeah, I mean. Oh, but he's, are you talking about like for the basic guys? Noel? Yeah. Yeah. Collie Stein? maybe. Collie Stein could be a good one. Yeah. Uh, just just the guy who can move his feet. Uh-huh. Because Greg Freak was just forcing it at, at Adebayo's chest all game long. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, right. Try that. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody's seen Bam Adebayo, but he is a <laughs> fucking giant. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> he is, like, he's solid. He looks, he's, looks so athletic. Yeah. What, like, there's looks like he has no muscle fat at all. What about um, Montrezl? Montrezl's a guy who could probably do that. But Greek Freak, just I just don't like that he's just forcing it. Yeah. There's no finesse. There's no, like, it's just straight power, and it looks awkward because guys are starting to, like, un- know his game more. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it just doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. I'm, sho- I'm shocked. I thought Milwaukee would come out and... And be the clear-cut best team in the conference, and they just—they haven't been that. East, the East really doesn't have one to me yet. Not right now. I mean, I have one for the East. You know. Oh yeah, right. Well, we'll talk about them in a second. Yeah, uh, but overall, man, the East. Overall, this whole season. I love it. <laughs> you love it already. I love it because every team looks flawed. Yeah, they do, yeah. Like, the Warriors used to come out, and even if they would lose early on, you just knew they were unbeatable. Yeah. Even when LeBron's teams a couple years ago, you just you just can't picture anybody beating them. And the Clippers, if you match the Clippers' grit, you got them. Exactly. That's, that's really it. Devin Booker came out there was like... Patrick, I'm not scared of you. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. And Ubre, you know Ubre's not scared of anybody. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not for some reason too, because like he's not like imposing or anything. But Ubre no. just doesn't care. He'll bang yeah, on he you. Just, he has like a, a good um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, like ignorance. Like con- I guess confidence. I'll give him confidence. Yeah, he has confidence. Yeah. But it's blind like comfort, confidence. Arrogance. Arrogance is a better word to describe it. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. I love it too. And, um, you know, it's those kind of teams, like Miami, that 
I think do give the Clippers a hard time. Teams will just say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like, I'm coming for you. And if Pat, Patrick Beverly gets in your head, I think if he gets in one player on your team's head, you might be done for the way they are. Yeah. I think they're leading the league in pinch points, I believe. Um, I do. I did notice uh, Shamit had a big game for him. Uh, who did they play? What was it yesterday or the day before? Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he played good. Shamit had a good game. I mean, the Clippers, I'm not worried about them too much. No, me neither. But I, I brought him up because you were talking about how teams are flawed. And yeah. I think their flaw is just you just got to be gritty, as gritty as they are. That's it. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to Miami, man. Let's get to them. Because I, I ended up watching the game. I um. I watched the replay of the last game. And I um, I watched some of the game that they just f- played. Um, they look good, man. Miami, I will say one of their losses is pretty fluky because Wiggins had, like, several clutch threes. He had f- the last 14 points for the team, right? Yeah, that that's fluke. That's not, you know, that's not a bad loss. Right. Um, but... To me, Miami, and I, I miss the Sixers, so I acknowledge that it, it's unfair to make this uh, overreaction. Mm-hmm. But Miami looks like the best team in the Eastern Conference to me. Mm-hmm. And they, the reason for that is they're the most stable team because a lot of their guys are, are you know veteran guys who've been there for a number of years, who've been good players for a number of years. And they have the perfect mix of new additions to those veteran guys. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler, like, he, he played today, today, and he is exactly what they needed. Yeah. He, he gives them that – he fits in that same intensity that every Miami player has. Yep. Uh, he's, a, he's a much – he's a playmaker that they need. Yep. Uh, he creates for other guys. He settles the team down when they need him to. I, I think he's going to be great for them this year. I, I think he needed a, a young team he could lead mm-hmm. because he's, you know, he's, I don't want to say silly, but he's kind of a, uh, he's fun, you know? Yeah. And I think he, that goes a long way with young players. Yeah. When the because I don't think CP three is fun at all, and I think that's one problem a lot of young players have with him. Yeah. Um. But Jimmy seems fun, um, and he he does play intense, and I think you're gonna get the best of him every night. If you bring your best, he's gonna bring his best all the time. It doesn't matter, and he's one of those guys I think can fit on any team, as long as they're willing to have him fit. And I mean, you you see us. Just saw it in this Atlanta game. I mean, Miami looks Miami looks like the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. And <laughs> Miami, and it's crazy because roster-wise, they're definitely not. Yeah. But Miami has this this weird way of Kelly and Linick comes out there and he's, for some reason, the best player on the court for like two, three minutes at a time. Yeah, they have the deep deepest set of contributors. Yeah, and Kent, like Kent, they bring a guy Kendrick Nunn, who you you've heard of him. I haven't. 
Just from the summer league, that's it. He's out here playing like a, a star. Yeah, he had like, he's like their, thirty in the last summer league game or something. Last three dude, summer like league their, games. He's like their leading scorer. Yeah, he looks like a bucket. And <laughs> the the confidence that Miami's coaching staff gives everybody. Yeah, I mean D- Derek Jones plays to exactly what his strengths are. Yeah, everybody they you, they move Goran Dragic to the bench. Goran Dragic has always been at his best as a bench player. Yep. In my opinion, like he he was a, a good starter, but to me his impact is a lot more noticeable when he's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Miami is they have depth at every position, and that's with included with scrubs. Oh, uh, you were talking about Dragic just now. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. I mean, I think they bring guys like Duncan Robinson who comes in there plays great. I mean, it's crazy. Their bigs play really well. Uh, not just uh, Olenek. Adebayo does everything for them. Yeah. I mean, they had Adebayo shooting clutch free throws in the Milwaukee game. Yeah. Uh, Adebayo guards almost every position for them. He rebounds. He makes. He gets like five to eight assists a game. <laughs> uh, Tyler Harrow looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the reason I trust them to be the best team is because it's the it's the easiest fit. Yeah. Like, none of these guys have to play as well as they've been playing. Right. Like, I, I don't need Kendrick Nunn to average 20. I don't need Adebayo to give me six assists a night. But they can win in any type of way. They can win a shootout. They can win a defensive battle. They can win a back-and-forth game. They can win a physical game. Uh, I mean, any kind of style of play, they can play that way. And they're still missing two uh, two starters. Exactly. Um, Waiters with his suspension. and uh, Waiters, I'm, I'm hoping he comes back uh, with the right mindset. Yeah. I don't need him fucking up the great chemistry that they have right now. And um, James Johnson is getting his conditioning together, right? Yeah. I think that's the only reason he's out. Yeah. Yeah, they they could be crazy. Miami looks – their defense is suffocating. And Derek Jones Jr. is a um, key contributor who's been in and out of games too with his yeah. groin. So, yeah, they, they look scary. Low-key. It's low key scary. scary without a scary roster. That's what I love about them. Right. Like on paper, their roster is meh. You know, some good part, some good pieces, some bad pieces. On paper, they have one of the worst rosters in the league. To me, on the East. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but they come yeah. out there, and these—I mean, dude, Duncan Robinson. Where did he play in college? I I have no idea. Exactly. I'm about to check, I, they, though. It's, oh, it's Michigan. All these, all these guys, I never noticed him at Michigan. I didn't either. <laughs> and Michigan's on TV a lot, so <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's just... Spolster just squeezes, like, the most out of these guys. And Winslow starting at the one? <laughs> oh, I forgot about Winslow. He, he's been shooting poorly, but I like... He's a good playmaker. He is, yeah. He's always been that. Yeah, and he if he limits 
how much perimeter shots he takes. Mm. Because I I understand he has to take them to to really like be on the court. Yeah. Uh, but he's got to at least get respectable at it. He's not there yet. Um, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt again because I trust Miami. Yeah. Uh, that they'll get him there. And if they could limit their turnovers. Yeah. I mean, because they're up there. They're up there in like the most turnovers per game in the league as a team. Yeah. And if they could limit that, I mean. They they move the ball a lot. Like normally, I love that. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, they do at times go on scoring droughts. Yeah. Uh, but I think like getting a waiters, getting James Johnson, I think that helps. Yeah, and both those guys, those guys are guys who can can stop the ball from moving and just get a bucket. Right. So we'll see what Butler like. This is his first game, and he was pretty rusty today. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how he settles in because if he plays, you know, at his peak, mm-hmm. this team is this team is going to be a huge problem. If they can get, uh, if they can get Waiters on board, <laughs> right? Butler and Waiters could be tough. If if Waiters is on board, of course, that's the only problem. Butler might be the guy to bring it out of him. Yeah, he'll curse him out in practice. We know that, so. I just love how they play defense, man. Like, every game I've watched from them this year is just straight intensity. Mm-hmm. Like, they never – I haven't caught a moment from Miami where guys are just out there lazy. Right. It just I, – I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, so, keep an eye on Miami. Um, it wouldn't be – we wouldn't – we can't talk about the NBA without mentioning Kyrie. Some reason every week Kyrie gives us new news to talk about. So of course, so it's that time of the year where uh, Kyrie is already having mood swings for Brooklyn now. On <laughs> this situation happened before the first game. Actually, uh, did you read the whole article? No, I, I'll, I'll just read the beginning, the important part. Uh, Kyrie Irving's occasional mood swings have created unease among Brooklyn Nets officials. These reported funks are highlighted by an incident during the team's preseason trip to China where Irving was uncooperative during a team photo shoot. The 27-year-old refused to take off his hat, insisting insisting it instead be digitally edited out of the picture. On another occasion earlier in the summer, Irving reportedly refused to participate in a team initiative involving the collection of biometric data through wearable technology. It created an awkward moment for players who were accustomed to the routine. Um, <laughs> when asked about the reports Tuesday, Nets head coach Kenny Atkinson denied he had any concern about Irving, asserting that he, in fact, is the moody one. In quotations. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think, man? You think this is going to get worse? Or you think this, these are just some separate just occasions that are, don't mean anything? Yeah, you think Kyrie's just a jerk? <laughs> what do you think? No, I definitely think that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, think, I think it's always going to... 
I don't think it's going to bother them because the expectations on them aren't as crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we have expectations for them, but I think general public doesn't expect them to be too good. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no real pressure on them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I imagine it's going to be a problem all year long. Kyrie's just... He's just sensitive. Like, he's just... Like, like it says, he's moody. Yeah. He just gets salty, and he... I don't know. The fact that he wanted to get out of Cleveland and lead his own team with his personality being the way it is... Yeah. It, it just... It makes no sense to me. Right. I want to... Oh, you know what? I'm tired of... I'm tired of LeBron. I want to go do something that my character really isn't built to do. <laughs> right. <clears throat> that's like that's like Joe Johnson coming to... Uh, in year, let's say, year 15, coming into whatever locker room he's in. And he comes in there, he's like, you know what, guys? I have to be vocal. Yeah. We've never heard Joe Johnson say more than three words in his on his on-court life. Right. But he's coming in, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. I don't even know what Joe's voice sounds like. Exactly. That's like, that's like Kawhi choosing to do sports casting right. after right. he's done playing. Right. Yeah. Like Kyrie, why do you want to be a leader? It just every everything about his behavior since leaving Cleveland has d- just I'm a poor leader. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I agree with everything you said. I don't I don't even have anything to add really. It's just Kyrie at this point. Yeah, I, he's gonna make news. I'm sure we'll have in a couple episodes we'll have something else about him. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Oh, the one thing, he has this, like, uh, aura around him, like he's being disrespected by somebody. Yeah. And if anything, he's being exalted, like, for nothing. I mean... How many... He gets so many passes for his irritating behavior. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember... um, I think it was Slam came out with the top 100 list players ever. And Kyrie was already on that, but yet he still plays like people are like under like he's underrated. Now I shouldn't yeah. say plays, but he moves like he's underrated or something. Like we know, we know he might have the best handles ever. Like it's no one is, you know, discounting him like Arenas or Lillard or Isaiah Thomas at one point. Those guys had the chip on their shoulder because they were being overlooked. I mean, my guy, you got you have a movie. <laughs> How many NBA players get a movie? Yeah. And I are still to... jerks. <laughs> LeBron just now got like, you know, a year, a couple years ago was in a movie. Yeah. And it and wasn't like his a small movie. Comi- right. Yeah. LeBron is just now getting Space Jam 2. <laughs> After and LeBron, 25 LeBron years, LeBron has been since... the he has been the face of the NBA for over a decade. Yeah, and this guy's over here getting salty because he's not being he's being underrated or whatever he thinks is happening. Right, people aren't looking at him as a leader. I hate it. I hate it that the Celtics players haven't come out and like, yeah, he he was fucking awful. I know, man. I thought Smart would be the guy. I I know. And Smart did the opposite of what I thought. 
Like smart. Oh, it's everybody's to blame. No, no, no. When I saw them saying smart comments on Kyrie controversy, I'm like, yes, finally. Right. Tell him, Marcus. He can't hurt you. <laughs> there's no way Marcus. There's no way Kyrie could beat Marcus in a fight. We know that. Go ahead, spill the beans. Nope. Oh no. Yeah, like you said, we're all to blame. Uh, he did the best he could. Man, get out of here with that shit. Morris hasn't said anything either. Uh, yeah, Morris, he said, like, at times he didn't lead. That's it. Which is a pretty good exp- I'm. I imagine it's a good description for it. <laughs> but we all see that, so. Right. I couldn't deal. I don't know how people deal with him, honestly. I don't know if it's, like, a financial status or if it's just, like, a league status. Yeah. But like you said, he's getting these passes for this behavior that is is unacceptable. Yeah. Well, it's I think it is going to come to a crossroads. Uh, I hope it's not one that's like really detrimental to him. I would hope at least Durant gets out there before it gets out of hand. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh. Are Luca and Porzingis the best duo in the league? Um, early on, yeah, just because they've like been a duo. Mm-hmm. Like the Mavericks, Mavericks suck roster wise. Right. They're super trash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they Doncic, Doncic is really fucking good. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's out there just. He could do it all. And he, he's got that Kawhi pace <laughs> where no, nobody ever makes him uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and, and Porzingis, I would like Porzingis to, to get it inside a little more. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's he's playing well. He's aggressive. He might be afraid of the contact early coming off the injury. Yeah, I'll give him a pass for that. But, he, I mean, he looks – I'm glad he's – Back blocking shots and catching lobs like he was. Yeah. Wish it was just in the old jersey. That's okay. Dude, I I thought Tim Hardaway Jr. would be like their third guy. Not Justin Jackson. Yeah, I mean they they bring they bring Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench and he looks like another guy out there. Yeah, man. He's he's another guy that needs shots. Seven shots for him. It's not going to get it done. It's not going to give you right. Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, seven shots should get you some buckets, but he's one of those guys. He's a volume shooter. Yeah, they they haven't found like a com- like a good way to use him yet. Yeah. Uh, I but he was also out for a while, so I don't know how like in shape and how healthy he is. Right. Uh, so I imagine. I mean, I. I can only imagine his minutes are going to go up as the season progresses. Right. Yeah. I mean, they get away with starting Jalen Brunson. To to his credit, he's actually been playing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, you can only survive with Jalen Brunson at point guard for so long. Carlisle accidentally started Courtney Lee. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know why they put Courtney Lee out there. He- Put him out there for six minutes and benched them the next game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whoops! I didn't. 
didn't mean to put him out there. I mean, that's, I, I, yeah, I don't know why he had to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. They got, they haven't even used Boban yet. Carlisle's really yeah. just feeling out the roster. Yeah. I think he knows this year is pretty much in the garbage. I mean, they're going to win some games, but as, as far as, like, you know, they're definitely no chance of winning a championship with this team. Right. Because if either of them, you know, come out the game, it's over against a good you team. Know, it's frustrating. Offensively, Doncic has to do so much. Yeah. They have, when they tried to, they they really only are two options deep. It's either Doncic making a play or it's uh, whatever form of two-man game with a guard and Perzingis. Right. Uh and and it, that that's looked stiff at times. It's looked predictable often. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'll, they're they're another team who should get better with some of those things. Yep. Uh, and they've they've been competitive even though they've their roster's kind of poor. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you got anything else? I got a chance to see Boston. Oh okay yeah. Uh, against New York, I mean, uh, I got a chance to see New York too, but I don't got much to say on them. No, please don't. Shout out Bobby, uh, Bobby Portis cooked his old team. I like it. Twenty eight, right? Yeah. Buckets. Got him a win too. Bobby buckets. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks are exactly what I thought. I I'm not gonna like shit on them or anything. Trash. Yeah, a young like lottery team. Yeah. Uh, I, Dennis Smith Jr. is out for, I think, like a personal reason. Yeah, death in the family. Okay. Yeah. That's tough. I, w- I want to see what he looks like out there. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, they're not good. I've seen it. You're not missing anything. Uh, I mean, I like Barrett, what I'm seeing from Barrett. Yeah, he's playing he's really like good. Aggressive. He looks comfortable. He has the best opportunity out of the rookies, so he should probably have some of the best numbers cuz i i think he probably has the greenest light at all the rookies cuz what is there to lose if he doesn't have a green light in new york i'm i mean my god <laughs> why why draft him why not draft like jackson hayes or some like big man who just catches lobs right oh i'm sorry they waste those too in new york yeah sorry sorry mitchell robinson he'll probably be gone as soon as he starts getting good, it'll probably but trade anyway, him. I'm I got off topic. So I, I got to see the Celtics. Yeah. I, I gotta say I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Uh and and that that being said, Kemba had thirty on like an efficient shooting night. Yeah. Um but they looked they looked dependent on Kemba to play that way. Yeah. For them to be good. Yeah. And this team, they're what happened to all their depth? It it's all gone. Oh my god, dude! They play so many scrubs. Yeah, man. Because they, <laughs> they play so many guys. So I'm like, I'm sorry, they just shouldn't be out there. They lost Terry and Baines. Yeah, probably the two Bain, best bench guys. Baines was a big loss for them. Yeah, he was. On top of like, if you lose Horford and keep Baines. 
you could get by. Yeah, if you if but they got cancer and kept beans. Right, right. Yeah. And, and cancer cancer can't be your only quality big. Right. Like who are these Williams guys that you're putting out there? <laughs> yeah. You got two different Williamses. I can't notice either one of them. They might as well have started um Taco. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tackle's getting the so start messy. for the season's over. They're so messy. They have Marcus Smart playing sixth man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Marcus Smart is not a sixth man. No, he's not. That's not his game. And Marcus Smart doesn't fit the kind of team they are. No. Like, Mark, Marcus Smart belongs on, like, the Clippers or the Miami or any of the teams that play, like, physical, intense, like, Philly. Yeah. Dude, Boston, he looks so out of place. Yeah. They lost a lot of edge. Because, I mean, think about the two guys they lost, other than Smart, were the two toughest guys on the team. Right. Morris was a gigantic loss. Yes. And Terry, three guys they lost. They were all tough. I mean. I would have overpaid for Morris. Oh, yeah. Me too. I mean, I don't know how much is enough, but I I can't understand. I mean, Kyrie was out of there, though. I can't imagine. I can't believe like Morris had no interest in coming back. Yeah, Danny Ainge. Again, this is what bothers me: the fact that their roster now looks so limited, and you overpaid Jalen Brown of all people. Right. You didn't want to. You didn't want to commit to Rozier, which okay, I don't have a huge issue with. But I've seen more from Rozier than I've seen from Jalen Brown. Oh, for sure. And he's out of there, but Brown's now like your the centerpiece of your franchise. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on I mean, the kitchen table. He may not be the centerpiece, but he's there for sure. He's supposed to be the centerpiece. Uh, he doesn't play like one. Right. It's hard, man. It's frustrating and. It's going to kill me because every time we discuss Boston, it's going to come back to that for me. To Jalen Brown's contract? Yeah. That's fair, though. Because it doesn't make any sense. Every time I try to look at it from a perspective that would make sense, and I come up empty. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. And he's out there, and he's, you just feel that he's not even their, like, their top three player. Gordon Hayward already looks better than him, and he can't even stay in front of guys. Yeah. Or at least Gordon Hayward knows how to play basketball. Right. I mean, Brown Brown at times, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I've talked about him enough, but Boston just looks messy. They look thin. They look predictable. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to picture them being like this top four Eastern Conference team. Right. I would imagine... I would hope they make a move before the deadline. Uh-huh. I don't know what I can't even think of what kind of move it would be. They got to get Brown uh, out of here, man. I don't care how much they pay him. But who's dumb enough? Who's dumb enough to take Brown and like give you real contributors back? I don't know. That that would be the problem. Um, it. I mean, who's rebuilding? Atlanta, maybe. No, 
Atlanta, no, Atlanta's, Atlanta's team enough, looks pretty good. With Atlanta's got enough bad contracts with uh, Jabari out there. Jabari's been working though this year. He has. He has. Um, I'm not sold. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Sacramento, they're paying people like crazy too. Barnes. Yeah, Sacramento looks awful. Vladi already said he regrets paying Barnes. <laughs> Three games into this. Yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> you didn't see that headline? No. Barnes, Barnes, from what I've seen, has a lot of uh, Wiggins in him, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where it's come from because I didn't see that his, uh, his last couple years in, in – um, Golden State or his couple years in uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but he he doesn't really look interested in the hoop like that. <laughs> this is this is what uh, the article says. The 1920 regular season isn't even underway, yet the Sacramento Kings are reportedly having second thoughts regarding their biggest move this past summer. The club has expressed some remorse, and that's in quotes, some remorse, over its four-year, eighty-five million agreement with Harrison Barnes, due to it's not even that bad, honestly. Due to its impact on future contracts, yeah. It's not even that bad of a contract. If I mean, you just compare it to Boston, yeah. Like, I'd pay. I'd pay if Jalen Brown's worth one hundred eighteen million. Harrison Barnes is worth way more than that. If that's how we're calculating it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the math is the fu- real fucking problem at that point. But, Barnes uh, has a ring, at least. Right. Jalen Brown has and done I've nothing. Seen, I've seen Barnes be a great player. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Um. I think I think that's good for today. I think we got everything. And Real quick, uh, I'm excited to. I missed Morant's breakout game. Oh, uh, I saw it. Uh, I'm gonna get to see him against the Lakers tonight. That's. I'm gonna keep a close eye. Oh, all right, yeah, for sure. He gave it to Kyrie. Oh, he, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you have a gym today? Uh, no, I don't. All right, I, I got one. Um, I did listen to Gallant. Or Gallant, his album Sweet Insomnia, and um, I really liked it, man. And uh, this is Hips off of Sweet Insomnia. Your hips on mine 
too sure honestly i'm gonna catch this memphis la game uh get a closer look at the lakers mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're getting better by the way lakers have picked it up since their opening night disaster yeah uh but i expected that um i'm not sure but I, i'm more like focusing on catching teams i haven't seen yet yeah like whatever if philly's coming up on tv i'm gonna try to catch that for sure mm-hmm uh, but besides that, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think um, Bucks plays Celtics tomorrow. Oh, that that got to be on TV. Yeah, it is. Uh, Clippers Jazz will be the be the West Coast game. I'll, I'll try to make that one for sure. Yeah, that's on ESPN too. Yeah, they're both yeah. on ESPN. Okay. And then another chance to catch the Heat Thursday. I- I'm with it. Hopefully Trey Young's uh, ankle sprains okay. Yeah, they got back to back against the Hawks already. That's crazy. Right out the gates. Um. Mm. Oh. Uh, Canelo and Kovalev this weekend. On the zone. It's supposed to be. Well, it is a really really big fight because. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is moving up, and um. I think they're middleways, maybe. Um, but we'll see what happens if after this fight he wants to fight Triple G again. I don't know why he would, but that's the rumor. I guess for the money, of course. But 
well, I'm definitely going to be watching that. That'll be uh, Saturday. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I got a throwback cued. Uh, you got anything else? No, as always, thank you for listening. Yep. Subscribe, share. Until next time. Never gonna change, never gonna change. My days are cold.